This is Carrie. And this is Jenny. And you're listening to Honestly Unfiltered. Okay. Welcome to our show, Morgana. Morgana or Morgana, I've heard both, it pronounced both ways. It's Morgana, right? Correct? Morgana is preferable, but if you say Morgana, I'm cool with it. East Coast people tend to say Morgana. Oh, (laughs) well, I guess that would be why I'm, I tend to say that. I'm originally an East Coast person. So why don't you go ahead and tell us a little bit about your book? Oh, Financial Alchemy, 12 Months of Magic and Manifestation. Yes. Uh, I graduated college, Smith College, promising myself that I would never have to write again. So what have I spent my life doing? I've been writing. And this book came out of, I, uh, I was invited to speak at the Conscious Life Expo in 2006. And that was a dream of mine. I actually, I had just heard about it. I found out a bunch of friends were speaking at it. My instant reaction was, but I want that in the whiniest voice in my head possible, which by the way, is one of my best ways of manifesting stuff, whining. (laughs) And I got offered a speaking gig there the very next day, which created a new problem, which was all I had to offer at that time was coaching, which is sort of like proposing marriage on a first date, which is a little much. Yeah. So I had been teaching how to transform your relationship with money. I was one of the keynote speakers at the 10th Annual International Coaches Federation, teaching other coaches about how to change a client's relationship with money. And I had this personal manifestation system of mine that I'd been doing on my own for years. So here I've got the speaking gig coming up and I think I need something that people can take home and get value from, even if they don't hire me. And that was when I created the very first iteration of my book in two weeks. Mm-hmm. And sold it for $40 because my publisher was Office Max and it cost $20 to print it. Wow. And seven, well, six years later, I somehow ended up with the the top nonfiction literary agent for personal development in the world. Eckhart Tolle, Marie Kondo, like all of them. And now he's my agent. And he wanted me to write a book proposal. And I freaked out because book proposals are enormous. They're like their own books. And it was intimidating. And I was so scared. And you can always tell what I'm scared of because then I get really productive doing anything but. (laughs) So to avoid writing a book proposal, I thought, well, what if I became a best-selling author with this workbook and then nobody will notice that I procrastinated on the book proposal? So I hired a, a woman I knew who I really liked the way she did book launches and we got it really professionally put together uh, with Lightning Source. So it's published all over the world. Barnes & Noble carry it. Walmart carries it. Everybody carries it now. Uh, now, but back in 2013, we had in January my book launch, which honestly was 
one of the most fun things I've ever done in my business. For me, the whole launch was a party. It was an opportunity for me to preach my gospel of making money by putting love first. All of my friends were there to support me and the book went crazy and it became number one mover and shaker in all categories in the U.S. and number one in a bunch of categories in Canada, number one in a bunch of categories in the U.K., number one in Germany, but only offered in English, number two in Italy, number three in France, and made a ridiculous amount of money. And the funny thing was I forgot that the whole point was to become a bestseller because I was having so much fun with all the things leading up to it because for anybody who's a business owner, uh, every, like, I held summits, I did blog posts, I did videos, I was guest speaking, and I was just funneling everybody into the book launch page. So I was growing my list and giving gifts when they bought the book. And it was just, it was like a party for me. And then I woke up that morning of January 23rd and remembered, oh, right, we're launching today. I hope it goes okay. <laughs> And it did. And to, to this day, I, you know, I love to travel. My husband and I are getting married a hundred times in a hundred countries. And to this that. day, strangers come up to me in, in airports and they say, are you Morgana, the money honey lady? Which is, <laughs> you know, wild to me. So the book is the, now to finally answer your question, the book is the book that I would want, that I would need. So the first half is content. Here is how to change your relationship with money. Here's how to make money fall in love with you step by step by step and how to keep the relationship going and how to manifest and all content, content, content. And then the second half is implementation. It's it. That's where the magic, the magic and manifestation is. It's just a few. It was my own system mm -hmm. that I used to sort of accidentally overachieve all of my goals every year without efforting. So okay. it's just, you know, a few minutes a day, fill the stuff out and set your intentions and, and just my own formula. And then I just, that's what I put together only because I have so many great books that I read once and they moved me deeply and then they've sat on my shelf for mm -hmm. the last 10 or 20 years, not really part mm. of my daily life. Right. Now, what would you, what would you advise someone? What would the first step be in the process? If someone say is starting fresh January 1st for new year's resolutions, what would you, what would you, what would your advice be to those, to someone who wants to change their, the way they look at money? Okay. Well, that, is one of my favorite topics in the world. <laughs> so, and it, I love, and it's so good that I'm on on your podcast because the first thing I would say is get honest. Mm -hmm. There are so many really well intentioned people and teachers out there who are like high vibes only, law of attraction, think positive. If you're in financial drama, life drama. It, you can't just affirm, 
<laughs> and trying to turn affirmation you into you can't just affirm your way out of reality. Right. So to change something, 90 to 99% of any solution is getting really clear on the problem. So okay. the first thing is to get really clear about what is wrong with the relationship. And the big secret that I only learned because I've coached thousands of people. So I'm really going to try and cram in every secret that I can in the little bit of time that we have. Mm -hmm. I can't give you 20 years, but I can give right. you a lot. So I'm going to try and, you know, give, give you the cheat sheet. <laughs> so most important thing to know is the solution to your money relationship is not in your money story. Okay. All of the money drama that I don't have enough, that people don't pay me enough, that I make it and then it goes away, that, you know, lots of people really great at making it and then spending it or lawsuits or people taking advantage or making it and suddenly you're the bank and people don't look at you as a person or it's getting in the way of your relationships or you're making millions, but you have no life. You know, there's lots and lots of visible financial drama mm -hmm. that some of it is not having enough, but it doesn't go away when you have a lot because I've even coached billionaires. The solution is never in that because it's never actually about money. It's what money represents. That is why money makes people crazy and mm -hmm. doing crazy things that we honestly don't want to have any part of. We right. don't want to hurt anybody. So money becomes the obstacle. It's the number one excuse for everything we can't have, do, or be. So it becomes the monster in our lives. And to uncover the monster so we can change that relationship from like bad boyfriend who's always cheating on you and leaving you and telling you that you're not good enough and he's the best you're ever going to have because you're worthless. I hope you haven't had that, listener. <laughs> but if you have, it's a useful frame of reference uh, and will serve you well in this process. If not, you can imagine. The real root cause, and that's the first step that you asked, the real root cause to change your relationship with money, the root cause of the problem is what money represents, which is love and worth and safety. So to change your relationship with money, we start, and by the way, we can start with the money story to kind of get you warmed up, but we're never going to find the real change there. It's always going to be anything that ever made you feel unloved or unlovable, anything that ever made you feel worthless or unworthy or somebody treated you like that, anything that ever made you feel unsafe, including accidents, violence, illnesses, by the way, eating disorders, that's a really good thing to use here because it that just ties completely into, am I lovable? Am I worthy? Am I safe? So right. you want to just fish around in yourself and see where are your wounds? Where are your traumas? And feel it enough to, if I'm going to get all scientific, light up your neurology. You want to you wanna feel it enough to go, oh, oh. It's like you're building a case 
against existence. This is why I don't want to be here. This is what hurts. Okay. You do not have to go so far that you re-traumatize yourself or dissociate. That's, that's too far. Not necessary. Not necessary. This, you do not have to harm yourself to get this to work. But I want you to feel big feelings because change comes out of feelings, not out of intellectual exercises. So I know a lot of people talk about millionaire mindsets. Right. My opinion on mindsets is if, if mindsets really worked, nobody would ever have to go on a diet again. <laughs> we are motivated by our appetites, by our desires, by our body, by our heart. So we want to be feeling things in our body and in our heart because that the, the mind will follow. So we want to build up this case against this is awful. It's in fact, I would say, take off your law of attraction, positive thinking hat. And as your coach in this moment, I would say go full throttle into victim mode. Okay. There's a lot of power in that victim experience. It needs to be owned because then you can use it. Other, okay. you know, it's sacred or it wouldn't have happened. So there's a lot of power. You want it. You've already been through it. You've paid the price of admission. Let's take it to the bank. Get into that feeling. Get into that victim mindset. You will not stay there, I promise. Step two is now, and this is a big leap of imagination, now imagine that there's a person, an imaginary person who's responsible for all of it, mm -hmm. everything bad, everything bad that has been done to you, everything bad in the world. And if you had monstrous parents, mm -hmm. it does happen. Mm -hmm. This person is not your parents. And the reason why will become really clear in step three. But step two is you're personifying. You're giving personhood to the root cause, all the bad stuff. And the more real feeling the person is, the better it works. So sometimes, once in a while, a client will have a sort of a cartoonish villain. And I would say that doesn't work because it, it creates a little safety, a little emotional distance and we don't we want this to feel like oh if that's my money no wonder i'm getting rid of it right no wonder i'm not letting it in we want that light bulb moment so you want a person that you can relate to two things that is not you and it is not your parents and not anybody in your present life because in step number 3 you're going to make a really powerful decision because ultimately this monster who has created so much that we're imagining this imaginary monster, but to your subconscious, there's no such distinction between imagination and reality. So we, we act and create our lives based largely on our imagination anyway. So we're going to imagine that this person is responsible for everything that you don't want. And you will, in step three, you'll make a decision. Only one of you gets to survive. So we want you to choose yourself 
and reject the monster. And when you reject the monster, you are rejecting everything that you will no longer allow in your human experience. What you reject, even if it is out of your power and out there in the world, it's like, I do not accept this. I do not accept human trafficking. I do not accept abuse to animals. I do not accept pollution. I do not accept this. And I reject this money person, this relationship. <coughs> and what works best, and I didn't know this in the beginning, but over the course of coaching so many people, I started to see who was getting results and who wasn't very, very, very early on. And now I'm of the opinion that you want to annihilate this monster dramatically. And I know that my people are the love and light crowds. I have so many vegan clients. And there is something really, really powerful, especially for women, to invoke, to feel that, that warrior goddess power of Kali, of Durga, of Hecate, of Wonder Woman. <laughs> you know, just slaying the bad guy does not get to stay. I choose me and I reject this, blow it up. Any, any weapon you can imagine, it can be extremely satisfying. The whole point of step three is make sure that it's gone. Mm -hmm. Like once it's dead, clean it up. Sulfuric acid, cosmic vacuum cleaner. I told you, I'm just like, I am <laughs> cramming everything I can. Like you're a French goose. Apologies, apologies. Uh, but you, you want to... At the end of step three, feel like there's an, oh my God, there's this emptiness where there was this presence all my life. This sort of oppressive negative presence is gone for the first time. And this feels really weird. And that's when you know, I will, I'll ask a client, check, is it really gone? And either it is or it isn't. Sometimes there's maybe something left over and it's like, okay, great. Make that into a smaller monster. You know how to get rid of it. Mm -hmm. you know, uh, once in a while, I'll have just a really challenging client and we might have to go through 10 iterations in one session just to get rid of it. But if that's what a person needs, that's the way it's supposed to be. The whole point is when it's gone, you know it. Okay. And then immediately you want to fill that space because nature abhors a vacuum and you don't want any rando money monster walking down the street to fill that hole. So what we want when the monster is gone and the monster represents everything that has ever, ever, ever made you feel unloved or unlovable, unworthy or worthless or unsafe or like you didn't even have a right to exist, any of those things, all of that went into the monster and now it's gone. All that remains is love. That's all that's left. So when we invite in a new relationship with money, that's what this new relationship is going to feel like. The monster is not going to actually feel like money. 
the monster is going to feel like life. The honey, the new relationship, the money honey is also not going to feel like money. The new money honey is going to feel like love and life itself, but all the good stuff. So what you want to do in step four, when the monster is really gone, because the bed is not big enough for the monster and the honey, the monster will, this is so crude, <laughs> but I have to go there. The money monster will cock block the money honey. So you have to get rid of it. <laughs> so now step four is you meet your money honey. Like imagine... I find it useful to just say, imagine where you would want to meet your money, honey, and just put yourself there and hear what you hear, feel what you feel, see what you see, and just be in that place. And now this new person is walking towards you. What does this person feel like? What, what does this person sound like? What does this person look like? And I usually say he, because mine is a he, but it, you know, mm. it's a he, she, or they. It's, yeah. you know, pick your, what, pick your flavor. Mm -hmm. The only true rule of this new person is this person loves you completely and unconditionally and loves you more than anybody in the world, chooses you. This is your relationship, your new relationship. And we're going to call this person money. Only because money is that area of life that needs our love and healing urgently. The fun thing, though, is that this new relationship will also ripple out into up-leveling all of your love relationships. Lovers, family, friends, business associates, all your relationships. This relationship will definitely ripple out into your relationship with yourself and life. And I've also seen health issues spontaneously resolve when the mm. world feels safe. Right. So this is step four is you meet your money, honey. Also feels real, feels safe. Is somebody you want to be with because this person is worthy of your deepest love and trust and admiration and you just really like this person <laughs> and then step number five is now you have a conversation i like a first question that goes because of my own experience this was the first question i asked my money honey back in the day which was what do you need from me so you can stay with me the way you want to this is not what do you need from me so you want me? What do you need from me so you love me? That All of that is given. But because you have a body, you have the power. You have the power to push this person away and you have the power to allow this person in. And if you're like me, you don't have a freaking clue how to let the person stay with you. So ask. And the great thing about asking a question is we get an answer, mm -hmm. especially if we don't think it's coming from ourselves. Nine out of 10 times, a client will ask me, how do I know if this answer is coming from my money, honey, or it's coming from me? And my answer will be, yes, it is. 
But yes, of course it's coming from you, but it's coming through the voice and the perspective of your money, honey, which doesn't have all of your neuroses and hangouts. So it's sort of like a cheat into your highest wisdom. Right. Like your truest self. And so it's also very helpful to see yourself through the eyes of the beloved who adores you. Because mm-hmm. that's another way to see who you really are. But loving yourself, like as they say, if you love your, you can't love anybody until you love yourself. Yeah. So essentially the money. But we've been taught for so many decades to find what's not lovable in ourselves. Mm-hmm. Either we were told this directly by parents and teachers and peers or we picked it up in movies and magazines but we have just received this conscious onslaught of training to not love ourselves we've been brainwashed over many many decades and so this is a way to to see ourselves without all that conditioning Mm -hmm. uh, which can be very useful for yeah, our relationship with ourselves and life, we, it, it makes us very attractive. I, I had a client about 10 years ago who was in her 70s. And after I coached her and we slayed her monster and she had her money, honey, she walked down the street and strangers were giving her flowers. Wow. There's just something radiant, especially with women, when we feel loved. It's like we just light up the world. The yeah. yeah. It's like the goddess Aphrodite, the goddess of love. And it doesn't matter Mm -hmm. what she looks like because, you know, the art that represents her is just like completely all over the spectrum of appearance. But I, I, for me, that's, that's this power. I I always think of uh, the Mary Tyler Moore theme song, who can turn the world on with a smile. And that, Mm -hmm. that is a real big source of our power. Um, we have lots of other sources. We can be hunters and warriors like Artemis and Athena. So I don't want to, you know, soft little girly cotton candy box of femininity. <laughs> but anyway, I digress. It's just a topic I like. Um, so you, you ask your money, honey, what do you need from me so you can stay with me? Just understanding that, that you have the power and your money, honey, wants to stay with you and will tell you. Right. And there's a trap here because the answer you're going to get is usually something like, I need you to love yourself, or I need you to trust, or I need you to love me, or I need you to relax. Never tell a woman to relax. And (laughs) all of these things, these are right answers. They're great, they're wise, and they're really hard to execute. I don't think there's ever been a human being alive who has loved themselves every moment 24-7. No. It's, it's mm-hmm. a direction. <laughs> We're driving in that direction, and there may be twists and turns. So step number six is now we're going to make it easy for you to have a win. Step number six, the final step, is concrete measurable action. You're going to take some sort of physical action that will let you know 
let your money, honey, know, but let you know that the relationship has changed. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't have to be about money. I've had a client who agreed with her money, honey, that she was going to go to get her nails done and she made $1,500. Mm-hmm. I have so many stories like that. The main thing is you just have to actually do it um, because it also is not just bringing all this airy fairy stuff into physical reality, but it's also demonstrating to yourself that you keep your word and that you're Mm -hmm. trustworthy. And that's important too. So the six, six steps are uncover the root cause. Step number two is, Personify the root cause is your money monster. Step three is get rid of your money monster. Step four is meet your money, honey. Step five is have a conversation with your money, honey. And step six, I'm, the fingers I'm holding are completely <laughs> wrong. Uh, <laughs> I'm glad this is audio. <laughs> step six is concrete measurable action. And the results, because I, I haven't really been talking about results much. When I had this experience by accident myself back in 2003, Four people hired me out of the blue the next day at double what I had ever charged. And that's nice. Mm -hmm. But over the years, the client results that I've seen have been getting bigger and bigger and bigger. So they first started in the hundreds, then they started in the thousands. And I still had this like sticky spot of 10,000 is just a really common, like quick manifestation number. Uh, My client, Laura. Oh, this is a good example. Laura, because she was a really early client and also a life coach. So when I was coaching her, her money, honey, because I was letting people have like cats and dogs and horses and all sorts of nonsense as their money, honey's back in the beginning before I knew better. Uh, and then I, by, by the time I had Laura, I knew better, but she wanted her money honey to not be a lover archetype. She wanted her first money honey to be like a playmate in a sandbox, which by the way, is such a life coachy thing to say. (laughs) I say as a life coach. (laughs) And so, okay, that was her transitional money honey because I don't believe in browbeating and telling clients what they have to do. And she came back in a week and realized this playmate just wasn't doing anything for her. It just wasn't inspiring her, wasn't motivating her. Nothing was happening. So I chatted with her and she was ready to shift her money, honey, to Vigo Mortensen from Lord of the Rings. And damn, if she didn't make $10,000 of new clients within 24 hours. Good choice. Right. Right. There's something sexy and sexy is very attractive for my, for my yoga people listening. You know that, that the second chakra, the belly chakra is our sexual energy. It's our creativity. It's the seat of relationship, but it's also the seat of money Mm -hmm. and wealth, pleasure, things we want to touch. So money is really in that sexual chakra place. And we can either be pushing it away for very good reasons, very good reasons. You are not insane. You are not a loser. You are actually very successful at protecting yourself from a threat. Mm -hmm. We can either protect ourselves from it 
or we can have the sort of relationship with money that is safe and worth inviting and enjoying and desiring to be with from this place of love, not a place of lack. Mm -hmm. The relationship, the love comes first. That's why this money doesn't fit the, the money, honey, doesn't feel like money, but we tie it in with that name to make that area of our lives and our world have more integrity, have more joy, have more kindness, more generosity, more love to make mm -hmm. it aligned, make it fun. Uh, one of my favorite things to say is change happens at the speed of safety. Mm -hmm. So all these years that we protect ourselves from what we want, especially if we are pursuing it and working hard and doing all the right stuff, if you find yourself in that situation where you're doing everything you know you're supposed to be doing, your marketing is great. Your funnels are great. Your products are great. You have mountains of stellar testimonials and you're still undercharging. Mm -hmm. And you're still scared. Maybe your clients are, are drifting away and, and stuff is happening. Or maybe something just happened out of the blue that clobbers you. Stuff like that. Uh, and you're still doing everything right and you aren't getting the results that you know you deserve and you desire. Mm -hmm. By the way, this is not just true of money. This is true of love. If you are looking for your soulmate or it's health, you've been doing everything to get in shape or get over that, that ailment and it's not working and it doesn't make sense. This is what I've observed. Odds are you are unconsciously protecting yourself from what you want. So it's not your fault. Mm -hmm. But we want to make it your responsibility because that makes you able to respond. And that's, that's why I teach these tools and why I teach it so freely. Mm -hmm. And by the way, side note, nine years after I did this with money and I was already making millions of dollars, and single and sad because love has always been way more important to me. That's why I had to make money a cute guy just to have it in my life. <laughs> and I had taken all of the workshops. I'd read all the books. I was friends with all the top dating coaches in Los Angeles. And I was still single and lonely and just crying to the universe year after year after year. And finally, I was just hearing myself teach my stuff and thinking, oh God, this sounds like my relationship with love. I'm doing everything I'm supposed to be doing and I'm not getting the result. And it's like, ugh, ugh. <laughs> <laughs> I, I need to do, I need to dig up a love monster. So I did, June of 2012. August of 2012, I met my husband. I was 45 and had a perfect, untarnished track record of romantic failure for 45 years. Wow. And met my husband two months later. And now we're, I think I mentioned 25 weddings deep into getting married yes. 100 times in 100 yes. countries. And it's like, 
love was so dangerous, was such an area of pain and betrayal and despair and hurt for so long that it felt like, wow, I never knew that love wanted to kill me by mm -hmm. boosting up my hope and then crushing me again. And mm -hmm. it was when I found that and I personified it into this huge, terrifying monster and made a decision that that monster did not get to be in my life anymore. That made the space for my human honey to come in. Mm -hmm. And I, so I have this notion that, you know, when we're protecting ourselves, it's like all this love or money or health wanting to come in, but we have our walls up. And that's why it, it's very often comes in really big, really fast. Mm -hmm. Like I have one client in Idaho where hours after I coached her, she made over a million dollars. Wow. And, and she didn't change doing anything. She had had this first time she did the process on her own and made like, I think something like $20,000, an investment that she had made many, many years ago that had never done anything suddenly for fruit. So she did it again the next day. And it was a larger amount that came in from somewhere. I think it was 50,000, but it was when I coached her and I could hear this like money monster potential that she hadn't thought of. And we used that. She had had her sale, oh, sorry, her house on the market for a couple of years and it wasn't selling and nobody had even looked at it for a year. And about an hour after I coached her, she got a phone call. People wanted to see the house and it was sold in two days. And so it's like there's this potential that's stuck, that when we right. make things safe, it can come in really big, really fast. Yes. That makes sense. That does make sense. Um, you know, because it's, it's you know, there's, it, there's it's that theory, you know, you always make money when you don't need money. And it's the same as in love, you always meet tons, you know, usually you meet your tons of men or women when you're not looking for it because you're not chasing it. And it, and it comes to you. Yeah. It comes to you. Well, there's a sort, there's a dynamic. There's always the chaser and there's always the retreater. Mm -hmm. And if we're chasing too hard, we're chasing what we want away. Right. And it's also expressing the sort of unspoken limiting belief that I don't trust you. Mm -hmm. I don't trust you to be there. And sometimes there's divine timing. My husband yes. had to be cooked. He had to be ready too. Mm -hmm. So yeah. maybe I was ready for him five years earlier. Who knows? Yeah. But he had to be ready too. And I think I was more cooked by the time I met him. So <laughs> <laughs> that makes total sense. It's all, yes, in, it it's all in, it's, it's all in the universe's timing. Yeah. And yeah. what we want is for you to have the experience of the universe loves you and the universe is your friend. But the best way to get there is to not ignore what doesn't feel safe and doesn't feel good, but to actually dive into it and create the monster. It's like 
an elastic band. And when Facing you're, your fear. it's creating that tension, the, the, it creates the, the leverage and also an extreme motivation for change mm -hmm. that catapults you over to where you want. And you're rewiring your brain at the same time. When you have that, when you have really strong feelings, mm -hmm. your brain becomes plastic, meaning we can change it. We can scratch the record of old patterns that no longer serve you and lay down a new track. But we can't do that by looking at a list of negative beliefs and going, oh, yeah, okay, that one. Mm, no, no, not that one. Oh, yeah, okay, I could change that one. Yeah, that just... That's fun, but it doesn't, it doesn't create that deep feels like cellular yeah. shift that you don't even have to be consciously aware of that. You just start to automatically feeling and believing and behaving differently. Mm -hmm. That's it's ironic that you say that because I, uh, I'm, I'm a part-time real realtor. And I, my training in the beginning was through Keller Williams. And I'm not sure if you're familiar with any of their uh, courses. No, um, but, but I see their signs. Yeah, their, their big one is called Bold. And it's, um, it's in a very expensive um, three-month seminar that they send you to or you, you choose to go to. And it's once a week for two months and it is completely affirmation based mm. and it, it's saying these continual sayings over and over and over again and doing these ridiculous exercises. And if you do all of these things, the clients will come, but you also have to call a million of them a day. So it's, and I would sit there and, and I would say, this is just not for me. I'm not, I don't know if I don't drink the Kool-Aid, but I feel like you have to, you have to put forth a certain amount of effort or it just, I've never been one for affirmations. And if I put it in the universe, it will come. You have to face the problem head on is the way I feel. I agree. Uh, that's that's why the last step is always action and then you have a day-to-day -day relationship one of mm -hmm. one of my favorite questions is okay money i'm feeling anxious if i'm having a day where i'm feeling anxious i it would be like something like i'm feeling anxious what do you want me to do so i can feel less anxious but we always again i have the body so I am not teaching anybody to sit on the couch and your imaginary friend is going to go out and do your work for you because <laughs> right. it doesn't work that nice. way. Mm -hmm. It shouldn't, it doesn't evolve you. It isn't what the world needs. Instead, what you have is somebody who looks at you and, and says, you're amazing. Your people want you. What you have is worth getting out there. Somebody Absolutely. who is your fan and your cheerleader who sometimes kicks your ass. Yes. In 2007, I was having, you know, going full circle to the book thing. I was having my first book tour while my publisher was still office backs, but I was booked all over the United States giving readings and selling copies and having workshops. And it was fun, but I didn't know it was going to be fun. All mm -hmm. I knew was 
I was spending a lot of money on plane tickets and rental cars and sleeping on couches and dragging around this insanely heavy suitcase full of product. And I didn't want to do it. And I remember mm -hmm. not wanting to do it. And my money, honey, saying, you're going to do it because you said you would, and you're going to keep your word. I was like, oh. Mm -hmm. And I sold out of my inventory at the first event. And then spent the rest of the event, like, you know, emailing all of my stuff to Kinko's and Office Maxes and, you know, Office Depots all across the country to print some more by the time I got there. And right. I even got a, a, I think my first TV interview out of that first uh, event. And it was another one of those magical whining. I should teach a class on that. Where yes, you should. I found out that a friend was being interviewed on ABC TV morning news. And I immediately reacted like, oh, but I want to do that. <laughs> And the next morning I was being interviewed on ABC in Sacramento, but I didn't have any books left. <laughs> and so from this little book tour, you know, early on, I made more money that month than I'd ever made before. Yeah. But I didn't want to do it. And I only did it because my money, honey, told me to. Right makes sense yeah i well, i believe in doing things that scare you but grow you that's the only way to grow yourself is to face your fears yeah. there's a lot of aliveness and fear it lets you know what's important to you so no don't climb into the snake pit that's not what i'm talking about yeah but if there's something like oh if i do that i have the potential of becoming the person i want to be even though it terrifies me to mm -hmm. like accept that speaking engagement or fly to the other side of the world for this other thing. You know, it's, um, it starts to become a game. You just start to get used to it. A friend of mine said that fear is the only thing that gets smaller when you run towards it. It's true. It's true. It's, it's with any, with any type of progress that you want to make with yourself and your inner self, it's, it's, you have to peel back the layers and face each fear. With a lot of kindness and gentleness. Yes, absolutely. hundred percent. Yeah. Like there's a lot of talk, especially in personal development about, Oh, you're your worst enemy. You're, you know, self-sabotage. And I, if you haven't figured it out, I come from a very, very different perspective, which is any impulse to protect yourself is an expression of self-love. It's just that doing it that way may not actually serve you. Right. And so you may want to just re-examine that. It's almost like, you know, Marie Kondoing you know, beliefs and patterns and feelings. It's like, thank you for your service. Mwah! Go have a picnic. <laughs> We're going to write some copy or something. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, thank you for spending this time with us. Oh, it's I, Car my Carrie has vanished. She's she's still working from home, so she she I think she had to take a call. Mm -hmm. And to our listeners, the name of the book is Financial Al Alchemy, right? Financial mm -hmm. Alchemy. Twelve, Twelve months. Twelve months of Go ahead. Uh, financial Alchemy, 12 Months of Magic and Manifestation. And if you get the book, and you can get it online at Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Walmart, those of you who are in the U.S., uh, and you come back to my website, MorganaRay.com, which is just my name with a .com at the end, there's a page on my book. It's You'll see the book is on the menu. If you enter your name, email, and receipt number, there is an extra secret bonus gift. In addition to the one that is inside the book itself, this is the one that nobody knows about except you because you're special. <laughs> and that is a, I think, two and a half hour Q&A call of people who bought my book and had questions about the process. So it really digs into the specifics and things you won't hear anywhere else. That is, that's awesome. I and all of all of your links will be in our show notes, and there will also be a page a link link to you. You'll have a page on our website as well. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Thank you for for joining us. Ah, uh, this has been fun. Yes. Hopefully, we'll talk again soon. Anytime. All right. Take care. You too. Bye bye.